You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And I'm glad we've got our mic figured out. (laughs) (laughs) One day we're going to get it all just figured out with two and not one and sometimes two and... I know. I just need to sit down and spend, honestly, probably a few hours messing with it and trying to get it to work. Yeah. But who has the time, right? <laughs> I mean, oh. It's true. I know. I'm like, one day we'll have our own, like, recording booth that, like, gets rid of all the sound. <laughs> Do you really think we're going to get famous? <laughs> Let's be honest here. I can dream. It's okay to have dreams. <laughs> You're right. You know what? You never know. Maybe one day. someone will offer their studio for us to record in one day. <laughs> If you're listening. And you have a studio. <laughs> Hit us up. Uh, but no, we'll just stick with the kitchen table for, for now. Yeah. For now, it works. It, it does. the job done. Yeah. Yeah. At least here we don't have the rowers that we... Remember we used to have to battle that when we were recording oh, in... When we lived in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, right on the lake. And their freaking air horns yeah. going off every <laughs> 10 seconds. It was... Oh, God. That was annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Especially, like, when we were in the middle of recording, then you just hear, like, Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, okay, and we're done. It's, like, not just an unwanted sensor, like, coming in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't miss that part. The only thing we're now kind of competing with is our neighbors who are, like, in the process of tearing down their home and putting it back up. Yep. That was last week. Yeah. When they were, like, sawing the metal shit in half. I know. They've done a great job, though. It looks so much better. Yeah, they've done a great job. I'm just, like... Now I'm like, please don't start doing things right now. Like, please just wait a little bit, and then you can come blow your house down. That's fine. It was funny yesterday. They had their kids out there. Their kids are probably like 10 or 11. They had them like lifting rocks, and like they were digging up the entire patio, and I was like, free child labor. Like, I like it. I like it, because that's how we grew up. I Mm -hmm. mean... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially if company was coming. Oh, my God. Oh, you're helping. Yeah. It was wipe everything down. Oh, see, that was not us. Because we never did it right. So my mom was just like, oh. go to your room, clean your room, and just stay out of my hair for like an hour. Yeah. Oh, no. My mom would like load you up with like dirty wash <laughs> rags that. and like send you down to wipe off like patio furniture, <laughs> sweep. Like, yep. It was a family affair when company was coming, for sure. Yes. For yeah. sure. Um, so let's see what's been going on. So I've been sick, so I've been dying. We've had an interesting week, uh, to say the <laughs> least. Yes. Um, we thought Caitlin may have gotten COVID. Yep. Well, I think last week we said my coworker tested positive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I kind of continually started dragging and getting worse. <laughs> I was going to say, because you took the first test when that happened. Yep. And that came back just negative. Mm-hmm. And then I went back a couple days later when I, I kind of had a fever and mm-hmm. just overall didn't feel well. Um, and then, of course, my <laughs> results were inconclusive. So they're like, That's you might have it, you might not. And we're like, okay. Sweet. So I was out of work and they treated me for um, bacterial pharyngitis. Yeah. So I was on a pack for a bit and yeah. I'm on the mend. I was going to say, you've responded to it. So that makes me think it probably was not. Yeah. COVID, but we uh, we took all the necessary precautions. We basically went into isolation. Mm-hmm. My mom became like the Red Cross and <laughs> started dropping food and stuff off on our porch because she couldn't come in. Yep. Um, we were supposed to go see family today, and that, that didn't happen just yep. because we're not chancing that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's been an interesting week of trying to sanitize, isolate, and survive. Yeah. <laughs> so. You've been holding down the, the fort while I've been sleeping <laughs> yeah 80% yeah. of the day no it's uh it's been an interesting week but I'm glad you're you're feeling better yeah for sure yeah I, I would not wish that you looked on anyone you looked pretty 
pretty sad. <laughs> I was sad. Yeah. Sad is a good word. <laughs> I was going to say, when you're not talking, I know something is really, really wrong. Yeah. Or cooking or... Yeah. She was letting me cook, y'all. Like, I was making <laughs> meals. That should tell you how I couldn't she... taste it, so I was like, could suck, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's right. You did lose taste. Yep. That was, like, the first big, like, flag of, like, uh-oh, yeah. something is going on. Well, because you had given me an orange uh, seltzer, oh, and I don't mm-hmm. like the orange. And I was, like, drinking it, and I was like... Mm, kind of tastes funny. So I like looked and I was like, orange. I'm like, oh, that's not orange. Yeah. Like, I can't stand the orange. That must be really weird. It was really weird. I can imagine. And I remember you had made me a piece of toast because I was like, I'm kind of hungry. And mm-hmm. then it was like just crunchy, like nothing. I was yeah, like, I just had to like weird. just eat it. Yeah. yeah. No, that was wild. It makes you more, because I'm like a consistency person. Mm-hmm. Like, texture. I don't like a lot of textures. Like, I can, like, mm-hmm. pudding and like yogurt, I can yeah. eat a little bit of, but then the texture just kind of like kind of yeah. makes me gag. And that was kind of how it was with the toast. I was just like, it was like, when you can't taste it, it was just all just texture. Fair. Yeah. yeah. just like, ooh. Yeah. I feel like I don't mind yogurt as much or anything like that. I don't like applesauce. That is one I'm Oh, I not, love applesauce. I think it's just because when I got my wisdom teeth out, that was all I could <laughs> eat. So I ate applesauce for like three weeks on yeah. end. So I just, I don't like it for that reason. But yeah, texture wise, that's a little weird for me. Mm, I gotcha. Yeah. I like the yogurt one, the one with the M&M's in it, or the Oreos. <laughs> the least, like, good for you one that there is. You know, it's funny. Every time, like, I go to a store, the cashier's like, oh, your kids get the best snacks. And I'm like, kids? I'm like, those are for me. <laughs> I don't have kids. I don't have kids. <laughs> no, it's true. I feel like you're, like, reliving all the things you were told you could not have as a child. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we got things as, like, a special snack. But, like, we couldn't get the, like, expensive cereal yeah. or, like, anything, like extra yeah like I was so jealous of kids that got like Dunkaroos in their lunchbox <laughs> and I was like it was a yeah. very like special treat to get a Dunkaroo yeah so now I'm just like I go down the kids out and I was like oh, I can get whatever I want and shops like <laughs> a, an eight-year-old literally <laughs> the second half of my life began when I realized I could buy a birthday cake if, even <laughs> if there's not a birthday I just want a cake I know, can't just come home with like a cookie cake like just because <laughs> I'm like Okay. Like, Last week, though, I did make the best cupcakes I've ever made in my entire you life. You did. They were really good. Someone had posted it on Facebook. I have a, we call it the Jelly Belly. and You do have it. <laughs> I absolutely have Jelly Belly. Mm-hmm. If I see you something do. or, like, someone starts talking about something, I'm like, gotta have it. Yeah. So someone had shown these, like, it was like a video of these chocolate cupcakes with cookie dough frosting. Oh, yep. And I was like... You know what? Doing it. I'm like, I'll be back. I'm going to go to the store. This happens frequently. <laughs> they were bomb, though. They were really good. They were really good. I know. It's a shame they went bad while you were sick and couldn't really yeah. have any more of them. But yeah. they were really good. They were yummy. Yeah. What else? Um, I feel like this week's been just a blur of kind like of. sickness and sanitizing <laughs> and isolating. Yeah. So I don't know if we got a ton that happened this week. Um, Watching a lot of Jeopardy lately. Yeah, we watched a lot of Jeopardy because that's <laughs> on Netflix and on Hulu. So We were watching the teen tournament, and mm-hmm. that was awesome because I knew a lot of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one Caitlin likes because she knows the most. Yep. Yeah, did a lot of that. Um, did a lot of working from home and taking care of you and... That was really about it, That's to be really honest. <laughs> like, um, this is pretty boring. I know. I'm like, usually our weeks are quite boring. I'm like, this is one, this one really... It's really boring. It's just really, really boring because you were sick all week. I know. You've been talking to my plants. They're all still surviving out there. I know. I had to assure them that I was not going to be their full-time caretaker now. <laughs> I'm like, she is coming back because they, 
saw me come out and they like shriveled their little leaves up and like <laughs> Who are you? looked at me and I'm like, don't you die. Like, don't you die just because I came out here. Do you hear me? So I assured them that you were coming back and Good. you have. So yeah. they're happy to see you. Good. Good. Yes. Dennis is happy to have you walk him again. I'm happy to go outside. I was like, I know the sun touched my skin and I was like, (laughs) you sparkle like a vampire. (laughs) Caitlin Cohen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. So it's been good. I know I've been letting you go to the store because I'm like, you know what? I went to the store like 3000 times this week. Mm -hmm. Feel free to venture out into civilization. Yeah. It's been nice. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. So I don't remember if we had told the story of the magazine. Can we tell them the story? We might have. We're going to... We may have mentioned it. I'm just going to tell it again. Okay. Talking about today's topic. Yep. Um, we kind of just were like, fuck it, 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just going to do whatever we want. Which like It's our podcast. Can do whatever we want. <laughs> pick a place, pick a person, pick, pick anything. anything. So before your birthday party at your parents' house, yes. the beginning of October, we were in line at the grocery store and saw this like haunted magazine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. And I was literally like putting it in the cart until I looked at the price and it was like... Thirteen dollars. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not spending thirteen dollars. Yeah, on this. on a magazine. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I didn't because the next day, your mom's like, "Oh, I saw this at the grocery store and thought of y'all." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, yes." So I've been kind of in my boredom, just paging Reading. through that, yeah. and I found a couple really cool, yeah, topics, and I picked my most favorite, and that ended up being kind of the only. Topic I'm going to talk there's about. There's a lot about it. Yeah, I've got like a page and a half of like this doucher. Yeah. Mine too. Um, so I did not find mine out of the magazine. Okay. But um, the other show we started watching, uh, we saw the first season, but we're on the second season of uh, <coughs> Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Which is really good. And I'm doing a topic that came up in one of the episodes that I found just really interesting and wanted to dig into it more. So it's kind of a mixed bag this time. Yeah. You know, just whatever we want. Cool. But before we go, I have to. I was trying to remind myself of this. We do need to give a quick uh, PSA, I suppose. If you remember Amanda, our listener, she's yes. a school friend, mm-hmm. she um, was the one that we uh, forgot her stories <laughs> Sorry, and Amanda. gave her a mini episode <laughs> to read them, and she has wild ass stories. That's yes, episode seventy and a half. If you are going seventy point five, seventy point five. If you're going back, <laughs> um, she wrote in and asked us to uh, if we wouldn't mind just doing a quick you know, public service announcement. Um, she recently lost a friend who fell asleep behind the wheel. Um, and she noted something that I hadn't thought about, but a lot of people like to listen to our like podcast in general when mm-hmm. they drive. I know I do, mm-hmm. but at night, sometimes it's a way of keeping people awake. Um, kind of get like adrenaline and yeah, staying awake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think it's just important to remind people. She asked us to that, you know, no matter uh, how good the podcast is, because we know you're just on your heels listening to us, <laughs> um, you know, it's never an excuse to keep driving if you yeah. truly are too tired. Just pull over. Please pull over. Yeah. Um, get Take some sleep, switch drivers, do yep. something, but Absolutely. it is not worth getting to the end of the podcast episode um, to lose your life because you can hit that big old pause button and you can just pick it back up when you're ready. Right. Absolutely. So. I have dozed at the wheel before. Mm-hmm. I've felt myself. I think everyone has. Um, just kind of like nod, and you're just like, whoa. Like, you don't realize how easy it is yeah. to actually do that. And that's when you're just like, all right. It is. Yeah. Roll the window down. Stick your head out the window for a second. Like, right. But like long trips especially are just so like. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I know we try to not ever try to do those trips yeah. by ourselves. We always try to have at least us together in the yep. car. Um, mm-hmm. I know we did that when we drove from 
Massachusetts down to South Carolina. Obviously, it was both of us. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, remember to take care of yourselves. And if you are too tired, please just pull over, yeah. find a parking lot, and rest for a little bit. Yep. So. For sure. That is our podcast PSA. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Do you want to go? Do you want me to go? I feel like you were chomping at the bit to go. No, I'm not. Because you have been so obsessed with this topic this week, <laughs> it's not even been funny. So I feel like you have to pour your knowledge out into the into the world. This guy's a douche. It is. And um, I'm like a douche. A trigger warning. This is very graphic. I so. have a lot of, when I talk about like the really nasties. Okay. I was I've about got to say, a lot I feel of like warnings. we have to put some warnings in this one. Yeah. Um, if you don't like gory, if you don't like, like overall, like really Nastiness. graphic stuff. Yeah. Uh, this ain't it. Go wait for Celeste's sweet little voice to come back on. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so we are going, or I'm going to talk about um, Edward Douchebag Theodore Gein. Um, <laughs> Did not know Douchebag was his little name. Okay. <laughs> it is now. Um, more known as Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also the owner of the uh, termed Psycho House. Did you, had you heard this name before? I've heard of, I guess I didn't know his name, but I've heard of the story okay. a little bit, but I, I would gotcha. never have pegged the name. Oh, gotcha. I don't, my brain doesn't function like that. Like yours. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, like Celeste on Jeopardy is just, <laughs> just ridiculous. Um, okay. So Ed Gein was born August 27th of 1906. Um, and he was a little brother to, um, his older brother named Henry. Their parents were Augusta and George Gein. Okay. Um, so a little backstory: George, the dad, was a raging alcoholic. Okay. Um, he could never keep a job; just kind of hop job to job. He went from like carpentry to like insurance sales. <laughs> okay. There was so no, a little bit of everything. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just wherever he could go, he I went. Gotcha. Um, he then kind of just was like, "I think I can own a grocery store." He bought a grocery store. Um, That's a big endeavor. <laughs> Like, he bought the Piggly Wiggly? And no, well, they lived in a very small town. Oh, like the mini so, Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, they, it's in Plainsville, uh, Plainsfield, Wisconsin. Okay. So, tiny little town. So, it's not like a, it's not like the Publix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a little yeah. mom and pop, I would say, grocery store. Um, but again, the alcohol just kind of got in the way, so he's like, too much. So, he sells it, and they decide to buy an old farmhouse... Um, in the middle of nowhere, okay. um, in Plainfield, Wisconsin, um, and it was actually a huge piece of property because I mean, obviously, the grocery store probably sold for a, a good chunk of money. Yeah. Uh, so they buy this 155 acre property and okay. has this, you know, little farmhouse on it, and basically they just live in isolation. Like nobody's really coming to and from this yeah. farmhouse. They just kind of keep to themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, not that I condone at all what happens in this story, but as an introvert, I can like kind of vibe with that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't agree with anything that that happens, but like, yeah, um, let me. Yeah, I mean, growing up, kind of, I wouldn't say we were in isolation, but kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I've seen where you lived. You were it's pretty like, far. Yeah, it was. It's still out there. It it is. You know, luckily we had like family and stuff close by, so it's not like we were completely. Because as I as I go on, it it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yep. Um, the isolation kind of doesn't help them do so well no um yeah so they didn't really let insiders in like they had their neighbors that they kind of you know like hey Waves you know like no one was coming over yeah okay. um so augusta the mom just turns really sour towards the whole situation because she's just sick of george's shit oh right the husband, the husband. Okay. he's just not doing anything productive right um so she kind of just keeps the boys home okay um, but does let them go to school but they have to come straight home okay um if they get 
you know, friendly with someone, she's just like, nope, that's bad. Like, you can't have any friends. Yeah. Like, you come straight home to me. Um, Ed actually was a really decent student. Um, they said he was kind of odd. Like, we kind of just randomly laugh at himself. Oh, like, okay. Everyone's like, kind of seemed like he was in his own world. Yeah, sure. Um, but got really good grades um, and excelled in reading. He was a really great reader. Probably because he had a lot of time to just do nothing. And yeah. he probably read. Um, so, but yeah, like I said, the mom punished them if they made friends, uh, and just kind of kept them to mm-hmm. and from school and no, no more from that. Okay. Um, so when they got home from school, they were made to do chores on the farm. Sure. So, uh, I can see that. Yep. Um, and then Augusta, the mom took it up upon herself to teach them religion. Okay. Um, she was Lutheran, okay. but she decided to kind of make her own religion. And since they didn't know really anything else, since they were so isolated, what she said is what they followed. Sure. Okay. Um, they, she basically focuses on the immortality of the world, just death and evil. Immortality or immorality? Immorality. Immorality. Okay. I was just making sure I was like, I was confused. Sorry. It's okay. This is why you win at Jeopardy. <laughs> do you want to know a really funny story? <laughs> yes. And I'm embarrassed to this day about this. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't think I've told you this before, but um, when I was growing up, I was raised Methodist, right? Mm-hmm. So in the Methodist church, it's common for people, like kids who are usually like 11, 12, to go through what's called confirmation. Mm-hmm. And it's when you take these like kind of like Bible study classes, usually with people your age, like learning about the church and the Bible and all that good stuff. And Mm -hmm. then at the end of it, you're confirmed, which means you're kind of like recognized as your own like member of the church. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a coming of age thing. Yeah. Um, we had to do part of the course was on like, like sexuality and like, don't have sex before marriage, that whole (laughs) spiel. And I was reading something out of the Bible and literally the phrase was sexual immorality. And I literally said sexual immortality (laughs) and everyone laughed. (laughs) So that's why I'm a little sensitive about the words <laughs> because I turned like the color purple. Oh, and, um, yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's sad. It's okay. <laughs> it's just, my dumbass didn't. <laughs> well, my dumbass is still doing it now. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm sorry that that happened. It's okay. I survived. <laughs> You're doing fine. <laughs> Um, okay, so she really just focused on death and evil, and she also preached that women were all instruments of the devil, oh. um, except for her. Oh, no, she was the one good one. Because she's the mom. <laughs> yeah, so. she, she was okay. <laughs> uh, she said all women were promiscuous and were always up to no good. Um, okay. okay. And it was also her routine, after the boys got home from school, to read from the Bible every afternoon. Um, but she only read the verses from the Old Testament and only verses Ooh, really about scary ones. death, murder, and divine retribution. That's the scary ones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, aside being a little, you know, fucked up from his upbringing, his adolescent <laughs> adolescent life and young adult life um, had more trauma. Um, so, it didn't okay. get better. No. Um, on April 1st of 1940, their father, George, died of heart failure. Um, it's, he was 66, okay. which was related to his alcoholism. Sure. Um, so, this kind of forced Ed and Henry, the brothers... Mm-hmm. To pick up odd jobs. Okay. And so they did a lot of handiwork, um, just odd jobs, okay. you know, to help with expenses. Make things work, yeah. Uh, creepy fact, Ed, uh, being the shady Sheila he is, started babysitting the neighborhood children. Oh. Now, if you know who this is, you're going to be like, ew. 
But okay. keep that in mind after, you know, I tell you a little bit about what yeah. he's done. So, yeah, mm-hmm. And you're really going to say, ew. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, you know, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Um, still gets worse. Okay. Four years later, on May 16th of 1944, the brothers started a fire. Uh, quotations, brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, started a fire, and they were going to burn some of the, like, vegetation on the land, which yeah. is like a brush fire. Yeah, you know, sure. it's pretty normal. Yeah. Um, but it quickly got out of control, and Ed decided, like, I'm not really going to tell anybody. I'm <laughs> just going to let, let it burn. Um, until the fire department noticed. Yeah. And they came, and then they um, extinguished it. It took them a while, but they yeah. finally did get it to, you know, calm down. Um, and that's when Henry, or Ed, decides to say that Henry's missing. I haven't seen Henry. Where'd and Henry is his brother. Yes. Okay. Like, okay. Where, where, where he at? Yeah. So they were like, okay, like... Did he die in the fire? And yeah, that's what, what you know, kind of Ed was pushing towards. Well, they find Henry uh, dead and face down in the ground, not mm. burned. Okay. Um, had bruises all over his face. Okay. Um, and they kind of ruled out foul play. They kind of blamed heart failure and death by asphyxiation by laying face down. And that's what in the ground. Up. Well, yeah. Weird, right? Because mm-hmm. there was never an autopsy performed either. Yeah, that seems a little suspicious. Yeah. Um, a sus. Another sus is that they said that he had been dead for quite some time. Uh, Not like he had just died in the fire. Uh, or, yeah. Okay. So, hmm, little, little something, a little knowledge there, there yeah. from Ed. Um. So okay, that's moving on from that. Okay. Uh, shortly after that. Uh, after Henry passed away, Augusta, her, his mom, had a stroke, which left her paralyzed. And it was very shortly after um, she got paralyzed, she actually had another stroke and okay. passed away. Okay. Um, and this is where Psycho Ed Gein began to be a really nasty Trigging's Nelly. kind of took a turn. So, <laughs> okay. buckle up. Um, trigger warning, there's a lot of graphic detail. Yeah. Um, so, his downfall kind of began on the morning of November 16th of 1957. Um, there was a small hardware store, and her uh, the owner was named Bernice Warden. Okay. Um, she kind of disappeared. Uh, the store never opened, and her truck was gone. Mm, okay. Um, most of the people in the town, it's a small, tiny town. Everyone knows each other. Yep, and it was the first day of hunting season. So they said she's probably out hunting. You know, yeah. it wasn't a big to-do if yeah. maybe they didn't open the store for a day sure. or something on a big, you know, kind of, you know, opening day's a big, a big day, right? Yeah, everyone likes to go hunting, it sounded like. Yep. Um, so Bernice's son was actually a, a deputy. Okay. And he went to the store around five o'clock and said, like, this is kind of weird. Like, like, what's going on? Yeah, this isn't normal. Um, so he goes into the store and the cash register is open. But what he notices is that there's blood all over the floor. Well, yep. That'll get your attention. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there were a couple eyewitnesses that said the only person they'd seen kind of snooping around the store mm-hmm. was, was Shady Ed. Was Shady ass Ed. Mm-hmm. Doucher Ed. Um, so back then that was kind of enough for him to be arrested. Yeah. Like, yep. Like, <laughs> Something's wrong. I mean, there's blood, there's, you know, yeah. so they go and arrest him. Um, and so what do they do? They go to his house, um, to kind of do a search to see if they can find yeah. Bernice. Um, again, trigger warning, explicit warning, gruesome warning, all the warnings. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> um, as soon as Bernice's son walked into the house, uh, they find They did not know this was her at the time, Um, but it would be later found that it was Bernice Wardson's body um, hung upside down by her ankles. Oh, my God. Her wrists were bound, um, and her chest was cut open. She did have a bullet wound, um, and she had been decapitated. 
Wow. Um, it was much like they refer to it as um, gutting a deer. Yeah, that's kind of what it on reminded, like, opening day image. Se- of opening day of hunting season. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so they obviously do a little more digging around um, the house. I'm sure they had probable cause at that point. Yes. <laughs> not well. Um, they ended up finding Bernice Warden's uh, head mm-hmm. uh, in a burlap sack. Wow. Um, and they also found her heart in a plastic bag by the stove. Okay. So they think he was going to boil the heart. Oh. Um, so they also found a lot of uh, just scattered human bones just randomly everywhere. Yeah. Um, there were skulls hanging from his bedposts. Ooh. Uh, there were two bowls that he had next to the cereal um, that were human skulls. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> this guy is nasty. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, and uh. he also had a corset made from a female torso that he had skinned from the shoulders to the waist. Um, and then he also had leggings made from human leg skin. Uh, mm. um, he had gloves made from human um, hands. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there was face masks of women, like they oh. like boiled your face skin off. Okay. <coughs> Sorry, I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they also found a lampshade made from the skin of a human face, and they also found four noses, a pair of lips that were on the drawstring of a shade. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have no words. I'm just nodding and like. <laughs> your face is there was a lot more um but Ugh. for me it was too much even for this you that was Google nasty enough find yeah all this nastiness if you'd like to um yeah so basically Jeez. he wanted to be a woman and he wanted to be his mom so he made these skin suits yeah. to actually become a woman he thought that made him oh, okay um I, just, I like, wish there was a video of Soul's face right now. <laughs> I know. I told you it was going to be bad, but I've wow. been obsessed with this because it's fucking nuts. Um, okay. So, yeah. Ouch. Right? So, Ed's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that's the other thing is you're, the amount of items that they found. I mean, yeah. how many... Is there an estimate of how many women well, he, he killed? A lot. Okay. Um, he confessed to stealing nine graves from local cemeteries. Oh, okay. So he was grave robbing. And he also murdered women. Okay. okay. Um, and so there was a lot. They yeah. kind of, it was really hard to tie, but they kind of, a lot mm. of like unsolved murders, they kind of tied back Linked to it. him. So there's not really a number of how many they think yes. total. Yeah. Oh, um, that's awful. So he did confess um, to a lot of them and, you know, begin making the woman's suit and literally crawling into skins to become his mother. Um, so they put him in jail, uh, but he was found mentally incompetent to stand trial. Okay. Um, and he actually lived out the rest of his life in a psychiatric hospital. Okay. And he died of cancer in uh, 1984. See, that's what gets me is how like relatively recent, recent that mm-hmm. is. Like I would have thought this I, in my mind, I'm thinking like the 1800s for some reason. I mean, no, this was like, I mean, in 84, my mom was alive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, our family was alive. Is the murder of Bernice Warden, you said was in 1957? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, that's literally when my parents were born. Yeah. Like that is, it's, mm-hmm. oh, that's unnerving. Yeah. I don't, oof. And he was, I think he was 77 when he died. So he mm. wasn't like overly old. He had yeah. cancer. Um, sure. And there was complications with that um so yeah unfortunately the house well i guess it's probably not very unfortunate it's probably good that that burned down but Mm -hmm. in 1958 
the house mysteriously burned down. Okay. Um, and they don't know if that had anything to do with, you know, his trial coming up and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, burn all the evidence that you can yeah. or it was just... What happened or people were angry and burned mm-hmm. it down. Well, if you Google picture, you, I mean, you can absolutely Google pictures of this, um, but a lot of... Uh, neighbors kind of went in and were like peering in the windows. It was like this whole fascinating Ugh. story of like yeah. the psycho house is what they, you know, yeah. termed it. Um, but the house did burn down. Uh, fun fact, you can still visit the hardware store where Bernice Warden went missing. Okay. Um, and there are um, like fences around the property where his house used to sit. Uh-huh. Um, you can also see the graves of the guys um, and some of the cemeteries around uh, where he grave robbed. Yeah. Um, however, Ed's headstone is not there, so he has an unmarked grave. Yeah. Um, because in 2000, his headstone got stolen a couple times. Yeah, I imagine that attracted a lot so of So it attention. lives in the basement of the police department. Mm. Good. For now, yeah. So he's in an unmarked grave then. Yes, but it's with, it's like next to his oh, parents like his and brother. Yeah, lot. you can see the guys. You can see Henry's and Augusta's, mm-hmm. and you can see all theirs. His gotcha. is just unmarked. Gotcha. Oh. You're welcome that, for that one. And I believe that case was the inspiration for Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, um, Psycho. Okay. And then there was another one. I can't remember the name. Um, kind of reminds me, like, it's giving me Norman Bates vibes as yeah, well. Yeah, a little bit. The one that they had mentioned I had never heard of, but yes, it is okay. a lot. I mean, yeah. the skin and, I mean, yeah. very Silence of the Lamby. I was about to say, that when you were talking about that's like the first reference that popped into my brain. Put the lotion in the bucket. (laughs) (laughs) That movie scared me. It's good, though. I think I could watch it now as an adult because, like, of course, my little, like, stupid self thought, like, I was 10 years old and could get through that in one piece. And, um, of course, my mom's just like, well, go ahead, skin shed. Like, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that gave me, like, the heebie-jeebies. I I had a lot of heebie-jeebies writing it and, like, researching it. I didn't like it. Yeah. And I was like... It's just it, nasty. Yeah, it never ceases to amaze. Yeah. Like, and there's so much more. That's such a like kind a of just snippet. umbrella of it. Yeah. And just there was a lot that I just I couldn't even get myself to talk about. Yeah, there's a few cases like that where you're just mm-hmm. like, I can't. it was too much. Yeah, that reminds me too. Like when you were saying people were like peering in the windows of the mm-hmm. home and like coming on the property. Um, we've talked about it. it was, way way back was Belisca. Mm-hmm. yeah um and right after the murders uh basically like neighbors and friends were just like walking through the house and like yeah. people trying to get souvenirs and Ugh. pretty quickly i think police realized that that was not great it's for not the crime scene and trying to figure <laughs> out what was going on yeah so yeah people have it's... a very morbid fascination with those like i uh, see i i have a fascination with it but i don't want anything from that house i think Lindsay, um Lindsay ghoul was telling me that Zach Baggins has like one of the pots that he boiled um, really? the body parts in and like did like a, Ooh. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He did something like a seance or something mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, that's mm-hmm. fucked up. <laughs> no. And I just, we have talked about it again and again. The fact that like bad energy can mm-hmm. attach itself to objects. I've been doing a lot better. With yeah. distancing myself. <laughs> right. And wanting cemetery dirt. <laughs> um, yes, because that's going to be a hard no for me. It's not going to happen. Fair. That's, yeah. But no, and I thought that was a really, because I'm just not over Blight Manor yet, but um, that's a great theme in that show, too, is about objects and yeah. attachment. And well, we started watching it again last night. Y'all, if you've seen it once, go back and start it. It is. There's so many ghosts all over the damn place. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see any of them the nope. first time. You've and noticed a like, lot more the second time. I'm creeped time. out more. Yep. Because I'm just like, ooh. Like, yeah. 
they were there the whole time. They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeek. Yep. Oh, but it's so good. We're trying to work ourselves to be brave enough to watch Hill House. <laughs> and if we do, we'll have to do like some Instagram videos because I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a shrieking because I've heard that is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it is. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how brave we get one day. Absolutely. Yeah. Oof. I know. Oof. All right. Well, are you ready for mine? Yeah. Are you going to top it? I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to top it. It's different. Because you, you went a little true crime on that one. I did, a, yeah, a little bit yeah, of true crime. You know it just I mean. was, like, creepy. and It was in the haunted magazines. It, it counted. <laughs> it counted. <laughs> You're allowed to branch out. That's fine. Um, so this one, the topic, uh, came up in season two of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. We're not done with the, the season yet. But we saw this one, and it really, like, struck me, and I found it really interesting. So thought I might dive into it more for yeah. the episode. Um, and I'd highly recommend that you go watch this episode if you have Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's really, really interesting. It is. So terrifying. It is terrifying, and we'll talk about why. Um, the topic I wanted to talk about is the uh, Ishinomaki tsunami mm-hmm. and the ghost activity that followed the event because it's it's quite interesting. So to give you a little background, um, and like I said, go watch the episode. You're going to get a lot of information as well. Um, for those that don't know, Ishinomaki is located in northeastern uh, the Honshu region of Japan. It was founded during the 4th century, and it quickly became a successful rice shipping port. So as I've said, it's on the water. Um, now, Japan had not, it's not like Japan had never had earthquakes before. They have. Mm-hmm. Um, and scientists had kind of been predicting that a large earthquake would hit the Honshu region eventually. They just had no idea when this would be, and they had no idea that the earthquake that would come would be so massive for the area. And the crazy thing is, this is very recent. Yeah, I remember Um, it. I was in college. I remember it, yep. I do remember this, too. Um, And I was terrified. Yeah, it was terrifying then. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the earthquake actually hit on March 11, 2011. That was a Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, The earthquake began at 2.46 p.m. local time, and it lasted for six minutes. Now, you say six minutes, but... That's a long time. When you hear about how how big this thing was, I'm sure that that was terrifying. I mean, you could see it on the news. You could see it in videos. I mean, it's just violently shaking. Oh, yeah. I mean... We, uh, fun fact, South Carolina is actually on a fault line, but nowhere near the magnitude of, of Japan. Yeah. Um, and I remember we had a little one when I was in college mm-hmm. and it was, I was terrified. I jumped in the bathtub like an idiot because <laughs> for some reason I thought it was a tornado <laughs> and I thought the bathtub was going to save me. <laughs> so I could not imagine what this must've felt like. Yeah. Um, so the epicenter of the earthquake, it was, uh, 45 miles east of, Tohoku. I'm sorry if I said that incorrectly. Um, and when they went back and looked at it, scientists thought that the earthquake actually released centuries and centuries of stress that had been building up oh. between tectonic plates. Yeah. So this was, as they predicted, was coming, but just no one knew the how bad monstrosity it was be. of it. Yeah. Right. So obviously people are terrified. <clears throat> um, thankfully, Japan did have an early warning system in place that began warning residents minutes before the quake hit. So they did have uh, you know a few minutes to prepare. Um, I was reading a little bit about it. Apparently, too, that system will also immediately stop trains that are in motion. Mm-hmm. It basically just does its job to try and alert people to mm-hmm. get in position to, um, you know, brace for this. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, there's only so much you can do. In the end, the earthquake had a magnitude of nine. Dang. Or higher eight point something to nine, which wow. is huge. I mean, huge. That's yeah. a massive quake. Now, if you've done a little bit of geology or, you know, earth science in your life... 
um, you will know that when an earthquake happens, if it's out in the middle of the ocean, that usually will trigger um, a tsunami, which is big-ass waves. Mm -hmm. So basically, as soon as the quake hit, they knew that there was a high, high chance that a tsunami was coming for Japan. Um, They were correct. And I believe less than an hour after the earthquake is when the tsunami actually hit um, the tsunami waves, uh, you know, they struck the coastline, like I said, less than an hour. The waves surged 128 feet above sea level. They went six miles inland, and um, Ishinomaki was one of the very, very heavily affected cities. And you can pull the actual death toll numbers for Japan, um, like as a whole, from this event. But in Ishinomaki alone, at the beginning, there were 3,500 dead or missing And just to give you um, kind of an idea of the effect this had on the city, the population of Ishinomaki in 2010 was 160,826. In 2015, it was only 147,214. So we're talking just a a massive loss of life Mm -hmm. suddenly without warning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the episode on Unsolved Mysteries goes really in depth about that. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, I was near tears. It was hard to watch. Um, another thing that the tsunami caused that I didn't really put this together when I watched the episode, but when I was researching and realized it was the Fukushima disaster. Mm-hmm. So basically when the tsunami hit, it not only overwhelmed, you know, all the coastline cities, but it also overwhelmed the generators at the Fukushima power plant. Um, the generators couldn't keep up and this ended up causing a level seven meltdown. So we're talking a massive nuclear breakdown here. Yep. So it caused uh, radioactive materials to be released into the environment to the point of how bad this was that trace amounts of radioactive materials have been found off the coast of Canada and California. That's insane. In 2014 and 2015. This happened in 2011. That's nuts. So that was another just massive um, tragedy that happened because of the tsunami. And that's actually on... um, if you've ever seen the show Dark, Dark Tourist, mm-hmm. I think that's on Netflix. I think so, too. They talk about it and the fact that, you know, people now try to go out to the, the power plant site um, just to see it. And it's still pretty radioactive, it's reactive, I believe. yeah. Um, and as well, another fact about that was it was the worst nuclear disaster since Chernobyl. Wow. So, um, we're obviously talking about a massive loss of life. This just huge weather, you know, disaster event um, that affected so many families at one time. So there's a few kind of known hotspots that have been active because basically what they said in the episode was months after the tsunami hit, people were reporting, you know, random paranormal activity kind of all over the place. So one of the areas of this activity was an elementary school. And mm-hmm. I do not believe this was in Ishinomaki. I think this was in a different location. Um, and it was called Okawa, um, Okawa Elementary School. It's located, or was located, um, I think, less than 200 miles north of Tokyo. Um, and it was located near the mouth of the Kitakami River. So on the day of the earthquake, students were evacuated. They did have, um, you know, this protocol in place on what to do. Because mm-hmm. they have had earthquakes before. Yep. Um, the protocol said to evacuate the students, which they were. But the problem that I was reading an article about this was um, basically the safety protocol was made for, like, all Japanese schools. It was not, like, tailored to different, okay. like, specific Where regions. Where we were. Right. Right. So it basically was kind of ambiguous. Like, bas- uh, you know, people just really didn't know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. So they were evacuated. And then the question kind of was, like, well, what do we do now? Do we 
move? Do we stay where we are? Mm -hmm. Um, So it sounds like there's kind of disagreements on what to do with the students. Um, A lot of people started insisting that they move the students to the forested hill that Mm -hmm. was nearby because people did know that tsunamis were possible. Mm -hmm. Um, They were just so far inland, they didn't think it would reach them. Get that far, right. So some did end up going to the hill. The others stayed where they were at the school. And unfortunately, the tsunami waves did reach them. It destroyed the school, and it washed away basically everything in its path. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that included students and teachers that were not able to get to higher ground in time. So of that, um, there were 78 children at the school at the time of the earthquake. 74 of them passed away. And then 10 out of 11 teachers that were there passed away as well. So again, you're just seeing, I mean, massive, like, loss of life. Generations just wiped out Mm -hmm. right then and there. So the school has become a hot spot in recent years. Um, I do not believe it's a school anymore. I think it's been turned into a memorial kind of for family members to visit. Um, I saw that they come and they decorate kind of the fence around it. They put, Mm -hmm. you know, balloons, streamers as a way of kind of honoring their lost ones. Um, And a lot of grieving family members actually have come there with psychics trying to get answers Mm -hmm. about their own children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could could understand that. I imagine that's a way of you know, trying to cope Mm -hmm. with the grief of losing someone, especially so suddenly. Right. Um, And so the psychics that have come there kind of say um, a couple things. Uh, One psychic said that the children, the lost, you know, the spirits of those children who passed um, enjoyed the decorations and they were delighted to Mm -hmm. see people visiting them. Yeah. So that one's a little warmer. Um, Others have said not so great things. They have said that some spirits are struggling to move on. Oh, yeah. um, That they're essentially still trapped in the water from that day. They can't breathe. They can't move. Um, Again, I I could see that as well. I imagine when you go through such a devastating sudden event like that, I'm sure your spirit would be confused as to where to go or Mm -hmm. what to do. So it's kind of conflicting, but it sounds like that's a major um, area that people go to visit even today. Yeah. Um, the other part of this that was on the episode uh, was in Ashinomaki itself mm-hmm. and was about spirits who, strangely enough, like to hitch rides with taxi drivers. Oh. So a lot of taxi drivers in Ashinomaki have reported picking up passengers, um, being given a destination to take them to. And they get about halfway there, and they look back in their rearview mirror, and they're gone. <laughs> There's nobody there. Right. Ooh. And it kind of sounds urban legendy at first, but, mm-hmm. I mean, there are, you can see in the logbooks, and they were talking about this in the episode, um, the unpaid fare. Like, the meter starts running. Yeah. And they just disappear. So, I mean, they never paid. Right. So, um, I believe this has been, you know, the focus of a lot of graduate studies as well. And one... Over 100 drivers were interviewed, and at least seven reported the same phenomena of picking up spirits and having them vanish in the car. That's nuts. And have shown the logbooks to substantiate the claims. Yeah. Um, you know, the taxi driver said that you know, normally these folks are, are younger. Um, they'll get in and ask for a destination. Sometimes they'll even ask the driver if they're dead because they're confused or they're looking to try and go home. Um And the funnier, not funny, but I kind of found this heartwarming is even though this means that really taxi drivers are losing fares because they're ghostly passengers are disappearing. Can't pay ghost money. Right, exactly. They're okay with giving the rides. Yeah. They basically said like they, if this is a way of helping them move on, then they're happy to give them these rides. And sometimes they'll even pay the fares themselves out of their own money. Mm, So it was kind of an interesting, but 
I was thinking about it too, like what great of a metaphor is it for moving on than a taxi, a taxi ride? Like yeah. a literal object moving from one place <clears throat> to another kind of represents like that spiritual journey yeah. as well. It kind of gives me some like Beetlejuice vibes or like when they go into the, like, you know, you get the handbook for the recently deceased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go in and get your number. Like people don't realize they're dead. They're like, mm-hmm. you're dead, you idiots. Like yeah. move on. And yeah. like, that's just going to be a really hard mm-hmm. spot to be. Imagine not knowing if you were dead or alive. I know, and it sounds like uh, there's a lot of confusion among mm-hmm. the spirits. And, um, you know, I can only imagine the parents, especially with such young people being lost yeah. all at one time. That's got to be really hard. I don't know how you come back from that. I don't know how you cope with that. Mm-mm. So it was a really good episode. Um, I don't remember the number, but highly recommend that you it was watch good. that one. It was a really good And there was a lot more to it. Like, yeah. that, those were just kind of two components of it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, really good. Look at us, looking at magazines, watching ghost shows. <laughs> Just doing our research. Just man. researching. Yeah, we could really do an episode on Japan by mm-hmm. itself. They have a very interesting philosophy oh, yeah. of like ghosts and spirits. It's a grudge. Um, don't you do it. <laughs> you, you did get me to watch that, though. I did. Yes, and I was only terrified like 30% of the time. But it was yeah. still scary. It's... It's not, it's, it's a little bit jumpy, but See, if you really funny. look at it, it's kind of funny. Yeah. The early two thousands vibes were just really giving me some laughs, but, uh, yeah, I just don't like jump scares. I'm not a huge fan of just, yeah, I'm not either. cause I'm like, I will scream. <laughs> like, I will literally scream. <laughs> yes, I will, you do. <laughs> I will throw something and I watch through my eye, like <laughs> through my fingers. Cause I can't, that you was know. you through most of blind manner. I know. That and it wasn't even that. House. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we can watch that. I don't know either. I'm still too scared. I gotta yeah. work myself up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. You got anything else before we uh we wrap her up? I don't think so. I think we're just putting the finishing touches on merch. Yes. And we'll have that out next episode. Yes, we have had to put our little pea-sized brains together. To figure it out because yeah. we're not designers or uh, <laughs> people that do that for a living. So yeah, it's been a dream, but you got a lot figured out the other I did. day. Yep. So I think I've had a lot of time. <laughs> you have. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, we're getting that figured out and trying to get um, Patreon yes. figured out as well mm-hmm. and structured. Yep. So yeah, as soon as those things are ready to go, we will announce them and put them there. But I got to say for the merch, y'all, you gonna like it. Yeah. There's a, a lot, lot of fun stuff. Yep. I have, like, a list of 30 things. Uh, our cart is full. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, of all my own shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Go see Caitlin on Facebook. Yep. <laughs> just yelp. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Go find her. Just Google or search Girlfriends Podcast. Um, send her lots of animal pics. Yes. Um, you can come find us as well on Facebook. Or, not Facebook. Instagram. Durr, durr, durr. <laughs> just said Facebook. <laughs> At Girlfriends Podcast. I'm sorry it's not been so active lately. As we said, it's been an eventful week with fighting the sickness and yeah. sanitizing our entire house. Um, but yes, you can find us there. You can find us on Twitter at ghoul underscore friends. And if you have a listener story or just want to shoot us an email, you can at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Um, a mouthful. And if in the meantime you want merch, you can always use our current site that we do our merch yep. out of, ghoulfriendspodcast.cottoncart.com. Yep. But they get in the boot soon. I was about to say, we're moving on soon. We're moving, so. Yeah, they don't have enough stuff. No, this the new uh, vendor we've gone with is a lot. Yeah. And we think you're really going to enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That's all I got. I'm Caitlin. 
<laughs> oh, I heard Hi, that Caitlin. again. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, Caitlin. Wrap it up. All right. I was going to say, we hope you have a safe and spooky week, and we hope you stay well. I'm, I'm Caitlin. <laughs> I'm Celeste. I got to go. <laughs> and we're your ghoul friends. <laughs> Bye. I'm over it. <laughs>